time to pile on with Action Sports Jack's Brent Martineau and Dan Hicken. Today's sports podcast is brought to you locally by Jenkins Hyundai of Jacksonville. Welcome to the family. Hey everybody, welcome into the Action Sports Jacks Pylon Podcast. Brett Martineau along with Dan Hicken. Hello. And uh, we got ourselves a football team. We do. We got a draft. We got free agency. We've now got competition for position. Uh, it's exciting. Obviously, we'll focus in on the draft here. And uh, wow, what a great night Thursday was. Uh, I can't find anyone who would be critical of Josh Allen and the expectation level for that kid is off the charts. I mean, I'm thinking defensive rookie of the year, 10 sacks. This guy could be a beast. What if he's a beast on the other side of Yannick Ngakwe? Wow, that would be exciting. Yeah, I mean, you look at that uh, foursome on a pass rushing situation with Calais Campbell, Marcel Darius in the middle. Yeah. And now you got Yannick and, and this kid. Schematically, Brent, it's a little confusing uh, because he, you know, he's an edge guy. But the bottom line is, they're going to put him on the edge, whether they, whether he's standing up or putting his hand in the dirt. He's he's on the edge. He says, "I can stop the run just fine." He yeah. can drop in coverage, which is another huge bonus. Guy's a tremendous athlete, so a lot of excitement about what they'll be able to do with Josh Allen. I always like guys that have played a lot of football, he, and he's mm-hmm. played a lot of football, forty-something games, played a, a little bit every year, but played these last three years every game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still think there's some talk that he's got a little bit of raw talent too. Yeah, where he's coachable yeah. and he can harness some of the the skill set that he has. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do with him. And it him. seemed like you you talked to him uh, a lot up in Nashville. It seemed like he wanted to be here too yeah i think he loved it yeah. uh, and, you know we saw the video jaguars.com put out and mm-hmm. i think todd wash said well <laughs> we said there's no way you're getting to us right that's how much they valued him uh but i i like the uh of the 24 prospects that were up there i really thought ed oliver was kind of a fun guy good personality mm-hmm. and then i thought this kid was too josh allen so i like he's got a maturity about him he's married he's got a kid mm-hmm but he does have a personality, fawn. I think he'll get along with these guys in this defensive room really well. He got a little swag to him, and then you add this the value of that seventh pick. I mean, we'll see, we'll see if he lives up to it. But uh, on paper, that thing looks pretty awesome. And as excited as they were about getting Josh Allen, and they were certainly excited, uh, they might even have been a bit more giddy about landing Jawan Taylor. I don't think they had now. Guys like McShay and a lot of mock drafts had Jawan Taylor going seventh overall, and. We learned that that really wasn't the case. No. But. I think the Jags had him probably somewhere between 17 and 25. Right. But when they saw him there and saw an opportunity to solidify the, the right side of that offensive line and get a young football player in over there, they jumped at it, moved it. it it's so reminiscent of the Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack draft. It's almost the exact same thing, carbon it, copy. It does feel like it. Now, to, Taylor, there were some injury rumors that came out on draft night. Dave Caldwell uh, would not. He wouldn't bite. go there. He would not bite on that. He and said, even no, Juwan no Taylor, for us. Juwan Taylor said, I played you know, on the meniscus. I had surgery, and then I played fine last year. I yeah. said, he's like, health's not an issue. So some I think teams it was, might have thought there was uh, an issue. I'm wondering if it was the weight thing, too. They, they, they nitpick so much. So you have to understand, Juwan Taylor was close to 400 pounds, I guess, yeah. right? And so now they're wondering, will he take football seriously once we start paying him? That, I think that was a little bit of the concern. But, you know, again, that's a guy that you visited with. Uh, nice young man, seems serious enough. You never know how people are going to react. But I'd be willing to roll the dice with Juwan Taylor. I think it was a great pick. I think those two picks, I think the Jaguars now maybe got a, a – you know, you're hoping you got like a Pro Bowl guy on defense and a guy who can, you know, play the next 10 years on offense. Yeah, and I, I actually look at it the other way with that weight stuff. I think the guy dedicated himself right. and, and got himself – you know, he, he 
had enough of a chip or he's hungry enough. And I guess you can always say to these guys, rest on their laurels once they get paid. But remember now, he's going to hold the fact that he didn't get picked in the first round as another chip. Hopefully. Because he didn't get paid Everybody's as much got a number chip. 35. Yeah, what's your chip? The only guy does I really don't have a chip. I feel like I'm an overachiever. But the only guy does <laughs> the only guy who doesn't have a chip, I guess this year is Kyler Murray, and somehow he probably has a chip because he seems like uh, not a happy guy. Yeah, he, he, uh, he never he wasn't. He wasn't smiling much. Never smiles. He, I heard some stuff uh, about him out there. They wasn't happy. He had to do some of the interviews. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting situation in Arizona for yeah. sure. Hey, one more thing about Jawan Taylor. I thought sure. Tom Coughlin said to your point. Tom Coughlin said that that was the pick that probably made the draft. Yeah, in his eyes, yeah. he, he thought it was. So the value—they all they do is talk about value, but they got two legitimate bona fide starters. But I'm going to give you one criticism potentially of that. Okay, uh, and maybe it's not there. Maybe it's more Josh. So could you have gotten a different tight end, and then you don't have to take Josh Oliver in the third round, one way or another? I, I think they liked. I think they liked DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. I think they liked Paris Campbell. I think they liked some of those guys, so they didn't get them. And I'm not sure wide receiver was top of the list need, but I did ask myself this. Would a Paris Campbell, with Nick Foles coming in at quarterback, would he help this year? As opposed to taking Oliver? More so than Jawan Taylor oh. would help. In terms of stretching the field, the speed, the big play capability. Yeah. Yeah. Could you make the case that – a uh, if, if you had taken a tight end in round two, sure, or, and then you get Paris Campbell in round three, I think he went like 90th overall. Who's playing right tackle? So I, I know. I, yeah. I'm just asking. I'm just saying. Well, but you have three of them right now. Really? Oh, yeah, you have Will Richardson. You sure. have Wayhe. I mean, so. Yeah, but both those guys are huge question marks. They are. They're as big. much as Juwan, more so than maybe even the rookie coming in. But isn't the receiving core a bit of a question mark? Yes, but I think uh, yes. But here's what I'm thinking. They're thinking. First off, they want to run the ball and have the balance. They mm-hmm. always do. So Jawan Taylor helps them achieve that. They're counting on Leonard Fournette is going to be the most critical guy again this year as he was last year, and he disappointed, hence the team disappointed. Leonard Fournette has to step up and be a big-time football player for this team to, to get where they want. But they added Chris Conley, who had off-the-chart combine athleticism, right, and, so, and has a relationship with Nick Foles. Nick yeah. Foles was happy to have – Chris Conley. So that's one wild card. Okay, so they have him. They're counting on D.D. Westbrook, obviously. Uh, and, and go from there and see what they're able to do with their with this group of wide receivers. Yeah, but Marquise yeah. Lee's a bit of a wild card. Coming Marquise off Lee, we don't know. Uh, but, you know, Cole. D.J. Chark, they're hoping, can, you know, take that step. And if you have – I think I think Conley, Chark, uh, Westbrook are your three front-line guys. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not being super critical of it. I'm just saying, hey – could you I have love done to, this? I'd love you know? to have one, sure. And and but Foles and D. Filippo obviously like the tight end. We've chronicled the numbers. Even D. Filippo had at Minnesota, yeah. right? They like the tight end. They got to have a guy who can catch the ball tight end. The Oliver kid made some nice catches. I was watching the film of him. I don't care that he can't block. Yeah, he's once good in space. Once, yeah, he's once fast. You, once you didn't get Hawkinson, you weren't getting the yeah. combo guy. Yeah. So you had to find the best. So the interesting part of the tight end pick will be when we take that whole group, the, the Sternberger, who they passed on, mm-hmm. uh, Dawson Knox, uh, Kahal Waring, yeah. uh, our guy Oliver, and compare those four or five guys over the next five to ten years and see – if they got it right. Yeah, and if they got that 69th pick, third-round pick was a good value right. or not. Because they uh, could have got any of those guys. Let me ask you this. Speaking of tight ends, mm-hmm. there was some talk over the weekend that Kyle Rudolph might be available. Yeah. I, I saw mean, that, that had to pique everybody. Yes. Right? It peaked Because mine. they took Irv Smith Jr., right, the Vikings? 
They did. Yes. They and did. so, and Kyle Rudolph is set to be a free agent in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So that might work with DeFilippo. Yes, that might be one to keep an eye on. And and by the way, they could use just because they got Josh Oliver doesn't mean hey, our tight end spot's no. solved. They still are weak at tight end. Yes. Look, I've heard a lot of good things about Jeff Swain from Dallas Cowboy fans. Like they like him. Yeah. Uh, but he hasn't stayed healthy, and he really, yeah. yeah, he's never put any numbers up. But there's potential. Uh, we know what we got with O'Shaughnessy. Uh, this kid, the kid needs to come in and catch 30 balls for the Jags and get in the end zone. The Oliver kid. Well, we'll yeah. see. But, yeah, to, to your point, to get another tight end next year, sure, it never ends. And a veteran guy, proven yeah. guy, a guy yeah. that they have a relationship with. I like the idea of it. I don't know if they can pull it off. Yeah. It's certainly yeah, Everybody's got to get paid, though. I think it's $7 million. <laughs> I think he's like $7 million bucks, though. Okay. I mean, I think that's what I saw. That's that's not terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they can make enough, or we'll see what happens with Telvin Smith. Maybe they can, maybe they can make some money. Which there. leads us to the <laughs> surprise pick of the entire draft, and that would be not Quinnen, but Quincy Williams, Quinnen's older brother. Who everybody was like, who? Yes. And Murray, even the experts were like, who? Yeah, Murray State linebacker. And, uh, you know, but it, the one somewhat calming thing that we learned the following day is that there are, the scouts obviously knew about him, and a lot of people were impressed with him around the league. And maybe just the media scout guys weren't as familiar with him, and maybe he slipped through the cracks, but he didn't slip through the cracks of the professional scouts, I guess. Yeah, I think you said it right. Uh, Kyle Shanahan even brought him up in his news conference out yeah. in San Francisco. Said, said he was the right, said he was yeah. the right pick, and yeah. that was, he went where he was supposed to go. Yeah. I mean, that's one other team, but Atlanta was interested, as uh, we, we've heard. So, I, I, I listen, there are sometimes people make picks that they want to be the smartest guy in the room. I don't right. think you necessarily do that at the end of that third round. No. This was probably one that a lot of people missed. And and what happens in the whole draft process is you have so many people now, from 20-year-old kids on websites to sure. to Mel Kuypers and Daniel Jeremiah's, and I think people take Mel Kuypers' 350 players mm-hmm. or Daniel Jeremiah's 400 players, and they then start slotting them. Not it, knowing that there's about 800 other players out there that that's <laughs> might fair. be out there, might be playing in Canada for all uh, all they know. So I don't. I think we got to be a little careful of that. These guys scout for 18 months. They are professional. I know we we criticize right. them all the time, but they uh, it's their job doing it. And listen, the the one thing that we need to mention, the quote elephant in the room, is that did they take a linebacker who can play outside? Uh, who's fast? Because they don't know if Telvin Smith is going to be back with this football team and. We don't know, uh, but Dave Caldwell kind of left the door open in, fair, in fairness when he said, when asked point blank, will Telvin Smith be a member of this football team in 2019? He didn't say yes. He said, we'll see. He said, we'll see. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Big story. That's a big, big line and choice of words by Dave Caldwell. Tom Coughlin said, well, he's on the team, right? Yeah. You know, and that's Tom. But Dave Caldwell said, we'll see. So I think, I don't know what it is, but I think we would be remiss and foolish if we think there's nothing going on there and he's just not coming to voluntary. Because again, no contact with anyone and maybe even no contact from what I've heard with players. Yeah. Like nobody. So really what I don't understand is if you have no contact, it usually means you might be pissed off at somebody. Right. Well, I don't know if that's the case. I think this is more a situation. I don't think it's a contract thing, right? He signed it two years ago. He should be happy about the contract. He got paid two years ago. Well, Um, even when he signed it, they said it was a little under. 
he got they got a home team advantage yeah. value well, from coming it, off but, last year he doesn't have leverage yeah, there that's true uh, I mean maybe he's trying but he doesn't have leverage right. there and so maybe there were he, did he get wind that the team was looking to trade him and he got miffed was that a I'm just playing out scenarios yeah I don't know or is this something else that we don't he know can't about. even talk to the team right now right is this NFL related because there are things that have happened in the past. I mean, we know with the Justin Bla- – we learned a lot through the Justin Blackman situation. Right. And, again, please don't get me wrong here. I'm not comparing whatever. Correct. I, we have no idea. No idea. See, listen, this is the other thing. We usually get wind of at least a rumor or two. And you, Correct. And you, you don't report it unless you get a – Mum's confirm. the word. It is very quiet yes. on this front. Yes. But we all know this. Something is up. Something is and up. And so, is it the NFL that's looking into something? Is it – He's miffed at the Jags. We really don't. And it's this is going to be fascinating. It's going to be dramatic, I think, over the next few weeks and heading into uh, August. Because it's not a problem right now. And by because the way, it's voluntary, but it will be a problem by August. And I'll say this, and I'll, I'll carry this forever. If he shows up at OTAs in May and nobody says anything, I, I still believe something's up. Yeah, yeah. And then that something has been cleared up. Cleared up. That's what I believe. Yeah, and we might never know it. And we might never know. But if he's back, then it probably doesn't matter. Correct. If he's not back, it's a huge story here. Huge story. And again, again you're talking about a, a guy that's been disappointing. I think he's lost the fan favor a little bit. Yeah. He's been disappointing last year. But he still and had a lot of tackles. Somebody has to make the tackles. A lot of, tackles, a lot of missed tackles, but that's yeah. because of his size and yeah. his build. Yeah. Uh, he plays very light at the linebacker spot, mm-hmm. and they did go get a guy that can really pop people in the mouth, apparently. That's yeah. his big trait. Mm-hmm. But uh but just keep in mind, this guy came off a Pro Bowl. He's a big play guy. You you had you were you didn't get a lot of big plays last year on defense. That was what was missing. I saw and, him run in the end zone. I yeah. saw him seal the Dolphins game. That's right. He'll, I saw him. He makes those plays. Yeah, scored touchdowns against the Steelers in the playoffs. Uh, you know, got a 15 yard taunting penalty, but that's a different story. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't figure out, Telvin Dan. I mean, after Paul Puzlozny's news conference last year, mm-hmm. this guy. He was the king of the world. Yeah. You know, coming off a Pro yeah. Bowl year, coming off a, a, an emotional, incredible speech to say goodbye to Paul Pozlozny, get a new contract. And, man, since then, since, like, last whatever that was, February, March, April, I don't know when it was. Weird. It's been a strange ride for Telvin Smith, and uh, the book is uh, yet to be closed on what exactly is happening uh, with Telvin and Jacksonville. Hey, the uh, pick of the week, What? look out Nick Foles. What do you got? Gardner Minshew. <laughs> they all love him, huh? I mean, I didn't think you could get a more Duval quarterback than yeah. Blake Bortles. Like, they all love Bortles, him. whatever, from his skill set, but he fit the personality of That's this city. Some people want Gardner Minshew to start. I mean, this Gardner Minshew, I mean, he replaced Bortles in that way, like, in no time at yeah. all. I mean, yeah. this is, like, the perfect character. And them boys love him, too. Oh, hey, yeah. Did you see what Coughlin said about him? He came in and sat down and said, look, I know I'm too small and I'm too slow, but I won 11 games at Washington State. <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't even like – it's like his fifth system in five years. He was going to go to Alabama to be a, a backup. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or, or, I thought he was going to be like – Or was he going to be a GA? I think he was. I think he was going to be and like And then Mike Leach coach. called him and said, why go do that when you could come here? I thought it was a backup, but I'm not sure. And he said, why go there when you can come up here and lead the, lead the country in passing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And apparently he picked it up pretty doggone quick. One year. Yeah, he said five offenses in five years. Yeah. From his past. He's a trip. Yeah. So, I mean, smart guy in the room. They, they have if, – if one thing they've done, they've, they've got more IQ in that room from a football standpoint. I'm they like about. the other kid. What's the kid? Magoo? Is that the kid's name? Magoo, yeah. Yeah, Magoo? Magoo. Yeah. Mr. Magoo? Yeah. All right. We got – he's, he's a, 
State of Florida kid. He's State of FAU kid or FIU. Yeah. I think FIU. Yeah. But he, he was out in Seattle. They picked him in the seventh round. And now then, he's here. And Kessler, too, is back? Yeah, Kessler's not going to be here, though. Yeah. So one of those guys is going to be the backup. And there's even one more guy on the roster, I believe. Right? Is there? That's two, four. I think they have five right now they're carrying they? on the roster. Okay. Well, I anyway. I don't know who the fifth one is. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the fight to win the backup you, position you know behind what, Foles. You know, I would have liked to see them get as an undrafted free agent who I, I thought was an intriguing Tyree guy. Jackson. Tyree Jackson. Where'd he end up going? Do you know? Uh, the I Bills. Don't... Oh. They paid him oh. 75 grand. Seventy five grand. That's a big signing bonus for an undrafted free agent. I like I think. the Bills uh, undrafted. I like David Sills, too. They got him, too. The yeah, kid from West names. Virginia. Some like names. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they, they did a good job, though. They needed to get quarterback as like a backup option in a young We got guy. a running back, too, real quick. Uh, Ryquell Armstead. Armstead, is that yeah, his Raquel. name? Raquel. Raquel, yeah. A thousand-yard rusher, though, and they, they like him. So the, the only shock there to me is that they didn't go different style back. No. They went Bruiser. same as Leonard yeah. Fournette back. Heavy guy. Which? 220, 230, backup guy. Go win the backup job. You know, what's interesting is. Beat out Alfred, Alfred Blue or uh, Benny Cunningham. Yeah. Is it Benny? Yeah, or Rawls, too. Thomas, Thomas Rawls. Rawls. They have revamped. That's Probably oh, haven't talked about that. Time. They revamped that entire sure room, did. including the coach. Yeah. And other than Leonard Fournette. But they also, much like the Telvin issue, we could read into the mm-hmm. Telvin situation mm-hmm. where they go get a guy. Well, they did the same thing at running back because it shows they still don't 100% trust Leonard Fournette. They're like, what if? I mean, they went and revamped all that thing. And uh, this guy that gets a lot of praise played played like through a broken ankle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, tough dude. So, interesting. Uh, everybody gets high praise when they get drafted. So, Kuiper gave him a B. He loved the first two picks. Everybody loved the first two picks. A little questionable. Didn't get a wide receiver. So, I just saw that particular grade. But Jags generally have gotten a thumbs up on this draft class. I think you'll see B as the lowest grade they've yeah. got. I don't know how you get two first-rounders in the first two I picks. I know. Uh, so, overall, uh, uh, you know, I don't think – you can be much happier. Sure. Oh, we wish we had our oh, – again, if it wasn't for the Telvin Smith thing, I would have been screaming at number 98 to grab a receiver. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was uh, that was probably a reach. Keep Got in mind they the did feeling not they have wanted a, to get the linebacker. And they didn't have a fourth-round pick, and Correct. there weren't a lot of linebackers. You said the next one was picked 32 picks later. Yeah, 130. 130. So, mm. yeah, kind of explanation for it. All right, so now it's OTAs. Yeah. Well, rookie minicamp, then yeah. OTAs, then minicamp, and then we're on. But uh, really, it's operation shutdown. Well, it is. We don't want to brag about that too much, uh, but we go hard, uh, you know, from really from the end of July through football season, through the Super Bowl, and then all these little things, annoying things keep popping up that we have to cover. <laughs> I'm kidding because I care. We love it, baby. We love it. So, uh, but if we're going to get any, any uh, in and out time, uh, this is it now. Yes. In May and June and You've a little bit of July. that operation shutdown. Again, so I don't want credit for that, but I am a big believer in that. You have to refuel, <laughs> especially when you get older like myself. I, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm yeah. learning that. Yeah. So it's a, no, it'll be fun. It's uh, uh, I think Stuart Weber is off for a couple of weeks. He's he off. To he's the, in Europe. Yeah, he's a strange. Who's cat. watching that dude's dog? Uh, he's got uh, Olivia going over there a couple of days on the weekend, and otherwise his neighbor, I think. All right. So jugs. It's a big sloppy bulldog. He doesn't need much watching. You just got to open the door, let him out, let him do his business, and he comes back in pretty in, much. In other news, Marcel Robinson has a cowboy hat and lost his uh, football game today. So he, he's going to be in a bad mood. Never seen a guy so disconsolate. Is that a proper sure. English word? Uh, as I did Marcel Robinson on a Sunday after losing a football game and just, just couldn't get his wits about him. He was, like, exhausted. 
we'll pick up the pieces of the sports department later. We haven't. The old grizzle veterans know how to get it done, buddy. Doesn't matter who's in, who's out. The show goes on. We know that. We'll put it on. We'll do it. It'll All be right. just fine. Well, there's your draft, and uh, we'll yes. see how much better the Jags are in 2019. 11 and five, baby. <laughs> I'll, I tell you what. You know the most interesting guy. We don't talk about him enough. I can't wait to see John D. Filippo's offense. Yeah. I wonder how much it will look different. But they he also, likes to throw. I thought they were going to say different, different, different. But then if you look at the draft, it's yeah. like, okay, we're going to still play power running game, people. I mean, they got a power running back. They got a right tackle. The old, the old man will make sure of that. Yeah, but the Josh Allen will open trenches. things up. And, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see his offense. I, I don't think we've mentioned enough. Heck, we've hardly even met the guy yet. What if the Jags are, you know, like an 8-8 eight eight football team this year? What happens? Nothing, right? Yeah, I think probably nothing. Yeah. I think it depends how it looks. Yeah. You know, that's easy yeah. way out, yeah. I guess. But, uh, I mean, if it's 8-5 and five and they fail down the stretch. or well, That's a good point. You know, um, this place will be up in arms. One thing about old Nick Foles, man, he can win some big games. I know that. I one last thought on the draft. Mm-hmm. I thought Houston had a terrible draft on paper. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Like, they could have gotten Jawan Taylor, and they took a kid. Again, not, not knocked the kid. The kid was a quarterback, beefed up, and went to Alabama State and – but then they took another offensive lineman. Now, they had to take offensive linemen, they did. but they look like projects. Yeah, they do. Why not take a bona fide guy you know could you plug in and play right away? I don't know. I thought Houston didn't, but everybody else, they're raving about the Colts draft. Yes. And a lot of people like Tennessee's draft. Tennessee took uh, got A.J. Brown, the receiver, and they also got the Simmons kid from Mississippi State who won't play probably this year. Yeah. Um, that was a weird but, pick. Yeah, but they like the value, obviously. The, the value is a top five value. Yeah. But they picked him at 19 for a guy who's not going to play this year. Correct. And they need help. So hopefully the Jags maybe won the draft in the South, but again they love Chris they Ballard. They love Indianapolis draft, but that, uh, Mel Kuyper likes that too much. Yeah, that's second round pick. Second round. How picks. do you love a draft? He liked that. If draft we got two first rounders and they got three second rounders, why would you like that draft better? That's what I'm more. I would agree with that. How do you not have a first round pick and that's the best freaking Kuyper? You know what I do when I talk about Mel Kuyper? Ooh, that smell. Can't you smell that smell? See, it's that smell. That smell. <laughs> kind of a shot at Mel, but he does a great job. I'm done. What can they, when Mel Kuyper retires, what will they do to name something after him that, you know, from the draft? Like, he has to get some special recognition. He's created 500,000 people in Nashville this week. And by the way, TV-wise, and 11 million combined watching it Thursday night, TV-wise, there's still so much more they can do to make this even a better reality show. I expect uh, more cameras in the green room watching yeah. it with those guys as it happens, your thoughts. as You, you know, there's, there's a lot more opportunity. I still think that, they can, that they, those guys can get in television with this draft. And I don't think the guys mind. Oh, I think they kind of like it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a one-night reality show. One-night reality show, baby. And yeah. if you don't get picked, it's like ugh, five guys had to come back. Yeah. Not everybody did, did they? Or did they all go back? Uh, I don't know. Jawan Taylor was there. That's all I remember. We got to do a show. <laughs> all right. We're out of here. Action Sports Jacks Pylon Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Action Sports Jacks Pylon with Brent Martineau and Dan Hicken. Today's sports podcast has been brought to you locally by Jenkins Hyundai of Jacksonville. Welcome to the family.